the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. And look, we are live from the Boss Hawk Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. And our group of uh, law enforcement professionals, we talk about today's news and issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. So thanks for letting us borrow you at the lunch hour, that 12 to 1 p.m. Eastern time slot, so that we can make you guys among the smartest people in the room talking about those things from a Leo perspective. And I'm going to go ahead and introduce the panel. Guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show, we have Captain Brett Bartlett. We also have Sergeant Joe Rollerson, Corporal David D. Agresta. Thanks for being on the show, guys. Appreciate it. A shout-out to our sponsors, Motion DSP, GallsGunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, and we're having Jim Cavill with Medicare.Live live in the studio tomorrow. We're fueled by Bang Energy. Yes, I'm drinking the uh, Rainbow Unicorn. I think that's one of Brett's favorites. I think he's got the... Uh, yeah, the rainbow unicorn thing going on today. Uh, and hey, uh, a shout out to Ray uh, to Brian Burns with uh, the free press for Karen content. And huge shout out Ray Dietrich, who's also joining the show. He's with Red Voice Media, big news uh, media outlet, uh, redvoicemedia.com. We're streaming to eight locations right now, and YouTube is not one of them. Uh, and three of those, though, are Facebook pages belong to Red Voice Media. They got about one million followers just on those three Facebook pages. So thanks for letting us borrow your, your followers there, Ray. Hey, uh, guys, another uh, great lineup for today. And uh, without you know wasting any more time, let's get started on a main topic. They have a tendency to be a little bit deeper. We talk a little bit longer in these. Policetribune.com, we have uh, breaking news. Bat-wielding suspect attacks a congressional staffers in a Virginia Democrats district office. Now, look, whether Republican or Democrat, look, cops have a tendency to lean a little bit more uh, conservative. Uh, but we don't like violence. We don't want anyone getting hurt. We don't want our president getting hurt or vice president. As much as we may not like them and, and, and despise the job they're doing, we just don't endorse those kinds of things. So Fairfax, Virginia, this man is armed with a baseball bat. He storms into the district office of a U.S. representative named Jerry Conley and Democrat in Virginia on Monday morning and brutally attacked two of his staff members. So here's a uh, quote saying that this morning, an individual entered my district office armed with a baseball bat and asked for me before committing an act of violence against two members of my staff. The individual is in police custody, and both members of my team were transferred to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. And this is what the congressman uh, said in a statement. He said, we're incredibly thankful to the city of Fairfax Police Department and emergency medical uh, personnel professionals for their quick response. And he's 73 years old, Conley is, and it's a good thing he wasn't there. Commentary, guys. Nobody on this? Uh, well, I mean, there's not really not a lot to say about it. I, they still haven't said, I didn't look up any, if there was any additional information out there on the guy who went in with the bat, what his intentions were. I mean, we'll take that back. No, what his intention was, but what his, his purpose was. What 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 was his driving motivation? Why was he there? Um, what was who, who is he? What's his background? What, what all that information is. So th- that's what fleshes out that story, but None of it was there. So another whack job off the street oh. is is anything more than that. I'd, I'd like to know how he got in with a baseball bat to begin with. I mean, baseball bats can't really conceal them that well. And he comes walking into a congressional office with a baseball bat. I would assume someone would kind of like kind of maybe see what's going on, <laughs> maybe stop the guy before he got into the staff's office. But uh I, don't I know, think it maybe. was a remote. I think it was a remote office, one of those ones yeah, out but, in the neighborhood. But, but, but yeah, they, they don't come on. They're they're. Well, this just goes to well, this just goes to show it, it doesn't matter what you ban. What you know, they're talking about banning weapons and this and the other. Are they going to start looking at baseball bats now to 
you know, to, you know, we're we going to start banning baseball bats because they can be used as deadly weapons as well. But my, my thought was how the heck did he get in there? And it, it's, I feel bad for the staff. And like you said, Chip, I, if you're a Democrat or Republican, no one needs to, to be attacked in our society today. And uh, thank God no one got hurt seriously. Yeah. Well, speaking of seriousness, Captain Bartlett, your mic is open. Well, I'm just wondering where the uh, staffers' guns were when they drew their guns and to bust a cap <laughs> on this knucklehead. But it was a Democrat office, so there you go. So the information I got, the guy used a Louisville Slugger bat, which <laughs> we all know is designed is designed as a weapon of war. So what we're going to do, we're going to ban Louisville Sluggers. Now, you can have your aluminum bat, okay, but you have to register it. But the Louisville Sluggers, we're taking those all away because obviously they're used to hurt people. Well, why don't we just ban Louisville while we're at it? That's fine, because it's a crap hole. Okay, all right. Well, hold that thought, because the insanity continues. So thegatewaypundit.com. Now, this is uh, Don Mihalik sent this to me yesterday, and it says it's titled Insanity Prevails. New York City Mayor Eric Adams wants to revoke sanctuary city status amid illegal alien invasion. So I I didn't send this to you guys. And, and, you know, on yesterday's show, uh, and, and Brett was there, we're talking about, look, so much border crisis stuff. Just it's just crazy. They're not getting um, getting giving, uh, you know, immigration numbers you know to the illegals. They're not giving them court dates and just all kinds of crazy stuff going on. So now apparently Mayor Eric Adams is crying uncle because New York City, uh, the mayor, finally given a dose of reality about what residents who live near the border have been going through for years. And of course, you know, some of our great governors from Texas and Florida, for instance, have been, you know, shipping uh, the uh, the migrants up there, and they're not legal. They're illegal migrants. So Adam says New York is at a breaking point due to the number of illegal immigrants who keep arriving in the city and needing services, and they're running out of services, right? On Wednesday night, Mayor Eric Adams issued an executive order. That sounds like a, 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 a Biden thing, right? An executive order suspending the city's right to shelter rules, which required the city to quickly locate private rooms for asylum seekers. So, wow. So they don't, they don't want to be a sanctuary city anymore. According to a nonprofit uh, foundation uh, helping veterans, 20 homeless and struggling veterans have been evicted from upstate hotels to make room for incoming illegal migrant immigrants. Also, a New York hotel abruptly canceled 30 rooms that were booked for a wedding in order to make room for illegal aliens. Wow. How'd you like to live in New York, right? Maybe, maybe that's why we're getting some New Yorkers down here in Florida on Thursday. Adams, the mayor, went to court to ask a judge to reevaluate New York City's sanctuary city status in light of the influx of illegals. Wow. Um, I know we're all kind of smiling now, aren't we, Captain Brett? You know, first, number one. and I'm Who could have seen this to, coming? I'm going to try to say this as succinctly as possible. How about that, mayor? How's that crap feel? <laughs> now, uh, all, I did, all I did was <laughs> laughing. Yeah. Now, now to, to my next point. The utter hypocrisy of, of his words. And, and what's worse is nobody's up there has figured, has figured it out. Everything that comes up, people in New York must live on a 24-hour basis. Everything is new. Every day is new. So Eric, Eric the, the mayor's going, we don't need these people. Oh, you're right, mayor. Well, what the hell about last week? What about last year? They, they, it's amazing. I've never seen such hypocritical words come out of a human being's life and i and i must reiterate take that mayor the, 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 the hysteria <laughs> oh, ensues you know 
I'm I'm willing to bet you hear about the hotels canceling events and things like that so they can take in migrants. I'm willing to bet that New York City is paying these hotels exorbitant amounts of money to house these people. And I, I'm I'm guaranteeing you that the money that they would be making the hotels off these events, weddings, all that kind of stuff is less than what the city is paying them to house, house migrants. So it's simply a business decision on the hotel's parts. They're, they're looking at it going, hey, money to be made off these morons. Let's let's rake it in while we're still here. So that being said, just another level of abject stupidity from a place that we've been saying for how long is, I mean, you know, you, you remember the movies, what was it, Escape from New York, Escape from L.A.? Yeah, there's there's an idea in that movie somewhere. There's an idea. Wow. Yeah, you got it. You got to love it. So maybe, you know, do you think this would have happened if Greg Abbott, the uh, the governor for Texas, and of course, Ron DeSantis, our governor in Florida, do you think this would have happened if they would not have been shipping these guys in droves up, up there in the New York area that they... I think, they should, I think I think Abbott should step it up a few a few thousand people a day. Well, well, what he's doing, uh, you know, these governors like DeSantis and Abbott, they're letting New York fill everybody else's pain, and now the pain is yeah. so great, it's 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 hitting them in the pocketbook, like Dave said. It's costing them a lot of money, and when it starts costing money, that's when they go, wait a minute, uh, we need to rethink this, and probably the federal government isn't giving them as much as they thought they were. You take California, I believe uh, Newsom the other day came out and said that uh, the way the state is going now, they can't sustain uh, the programs that they have because they're doling out so much money to everybody. I mean, you just can't keep spending money, printing money and and just keep doing this. But they were putting them up in the hotels, feeding them, and they weren't even eating the food. They were throwing it garbage bags and throwing it away because they didn't even like the food they were being fed. Uh, this well, is just well, ludicrous. I, I just can't well, maybe it's because in California they're giving one point two. What is it? One point two million to every black resident. Yeah, that's, you know, that's coming. That's coming. <laughs> well, that 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 study was uh, just a, a feel good counsel. And then when the when the findings came out, everybody's like, "Wait a minute, we can't do this." But it made them all feel good. Uh, you know, Newsom. It's all about political. Well, there were uh, the, there were some black residents yeah. that objected to it. Oh, absolutely. Some black residents objected to it because it wasn't enough money. They wanted more. They wanted you know, five so, million, well, I mean, I it, did, it didn't pass. No, no, it was one point, I think 1.2, 1. 1.4. 1. Yeah, but they uh, wanted more. They wanted the somewhere close yet. to five million. They said 1.2 oh, is definitely not I see what you're saying. You know, I'm getting ready to do I haven't wanted to do a DNA check, remember, because, you know, I don't want, you know, you know, Brett, everybody, yeah, Brett and I, everybody here should be worried about doing DNA back from our stomping days. You know, you're going to have some 40 year old say, hey, you're my, you're, you know, you're the, the baby, the baby daddy. Right. So, I, so I, but I, I might I, do it because if I, if I show that I'm part black and I just moved to California, man, I'm, it's gold, right? You're a millionaire. I'm 1% yeah. Ghana. 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 <laughs> Ghanaria does not count, Brett. Oh, Ghanaria that's, a, that's count. G-H-O. I'm talking about G-H-A and I am one, I am 1%. <laughs> I had, All my, right. I had, I had a commercial check. break. We got to go. We'll be right back. All right. You know, Motion DSP, they've been supporting the law enforcement profession for over 15 years with the robust suite of video and audio redaction and enhancement software. The Motion DSP software, easy to use, requires no specialized training or expertise, and you can save valuable time with Spotlight's one-click automated tracking feature and forensic suite of enhancement filters, achieving results quickly in just three steps, import, process, and export. 
Now, Spotlight is built specifically for redaction. It works with video from any camera source and using motion DSP's algorithms and object tracking technology. It automates the process of blurring faces and other identifiable information, saving users countless hours compared to manual frame-by-frame redaction. And forensic enhancement software that allows users to quickly process and analyze any video file format using patented super resolution algorithms and enhancement filters to reveal an unseen level of detail. And you can actually get forensically valid evidence for low quality video in just minutes instead of hours. So you can learn more about all these products by simply going to motiondsp.com. You'll be glad that you did. Motiondsp.com. Let's talk about Medicare insurance options. There's over 80 options in just Hillsborough County alone. Now, the benefits can change annually. So how do you know that you're getting the benefits for your specific health care needs? The answer is simple. Contact mymedicare.live or call area code 813-245-6656 especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area. Talk to James or Bobby, meet with them in person. They'll save you money on your medication co-pays, find plans that your doctors accept, and get more of the benefits that you qualify for. So again, mymedicare.live. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Yes, we're live from the Boss Talk Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. You know, for that last exchange, I, Brett, I'm laughing so hard, my head starting to hurt. So this is going to be a fun show. And, uh, and look, I see an exchange going on in the comments section uh, about what happened to YouTube. How did, I think David wrote in that I landed us in YouTube jail. So YouTube, look, let me just start off by saying I'm not a huge fan of YouTube and the writings on the wall. Who knows how long, how much longer we'll be on YouTube. Rumble is a great uh, alternative to YouTube. We have a presence on Rumble, so I highly recommend that you, that you do that. We're actually streaming the Rumble right now in place of YouTube. Uh, I only have uh, the ability through StreamYard to stream to eight locations. And remember, three of those are Red Voice Media Facebook pages. So we're kind of filled up. So Rumble is normally the number ninth one. Uh, but since uh, we got booted for a week by YouTube because uh, it, we, uh, we violated a child safety rule that they have, I appealed it. And within 24 hours, they wrote me back and said that, uh, that I was uh, denied that we did, in fact, view it. You know, it's a video that was up from maybe three or four years ago. And, you know, it's a it's one where a cop is off duty. He's in his front yard. There's some kids harassing him. He reaches to the hedges and he grabs a kid with his left hand. I think he had a gun in his right hand. Uh, but when he grabbed with the left hand, as Brett knows, sometimes your right hand does what the left hand does. And he pulled the trigger. The department said that it was a warning shot. It looked like it was an accidental discharge you know, to me. But in any case, you can't even see the gun when it went off. You can only hear the shot. And that's the part of the video that they said violated child safety, and uh, they zinged us for it. Old video. Look, our channel is, isn't even made for kids, and I don't. We don't even really even want kids watching our channel. So, I, I brought all these things to light, accused them of hating law enforcement and conservatives and all kinds of stuff, and of course, it fell on deaf ears. But uh, so I'm not. But our our hits are so far are so low now. We used to be 160,000 views a month on YouTube. And they don't push our channel anymore. It's, they've demonetized all of our videos automatically. It's just not what it used to be. And they're being replaced by good sources like, uh, like Rumble. And, you know, we're also streaming to Twitter uh, and Facebook. Uh, Facebook's another one. Who knows how long that'll last? But, uh, but yeah, leave, leave uh, YouTube. Go to Rumble, please. And uh, I know a lot of our guys are, are conversing with us right now on Facebook. Um, so anyhow, that said, if there's no more commentary on the last one, let me jump into uh, lawofficer.com. I've been I've been holding this, waiting to cover this. And I don't know. I love Arby's. I don't know about you guys. I love Arby's. So, yeah, lawofficer.com, woman's body discovered in the freezer at a fast food restaurant. Listen to this story. So, New Iberia, Louisiana, 
Uh, law enforcement authorities are investigating a suspicious death after a woman's body was discovered inside a walk-in freezer. Uh, where else but the Arby's restaurant in a new uh, Iberia on Thursday evening, according to the WCSC Live 5 News. So the police department there said the deceased woman was employed at the fast food restaurant. Captain Leland Lassiter said that uh, the preliminary investigation said the death is suspicious, yet foul play is not expected. Okay? Uh, that's what uh, KADN reported. So uh, could you imagine coming in, <laughs> coming in the work the next morning, <laughs> going in the freezer right, to get listen. out the uh, the roast beef, the defrost or whatever, to start making it up and, you know, we cold Ethel was in there waiting for you. What, what is her motto? Arby's, we have the meats. The, the beef. <laughs> yeah. You got to love it. Well, the, the police uh, came in there and said that, uh, you know, that they're still conducting their investigation, but nothing is set in stone. Well, sounds like it was set in, set in ice, not stone. <laughs> but wow. who, I mean, how the heck did this happen? Usually these freezers, if you get locked in, they have a safety device that you push from the exactly. inside. So sounds like it's pretty suspicious. I, I don't know, but it sounds suspicious to me. But the way I heard Wait, it, waiting for the tox, waiting for the toxicology report. There you go. That I was. That's exactly what I was going to say. Most of I, these deaths that occur, you, you need to look at 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 the toxicology reports. I, I know that's coming back. It's coming back because they found Arby sauce all over the over the <laughs> mouth. Oh, man. Right in there, yeah, and, and the little and the little empty packets. <laughs> Yeah, that's good stuff right there. I thought about ODing on it myself once or twice. The RB sauce. Oh, yeah, you got to like, you know, how about mixing the RB sauce with the horseradish sauce? Yeah, have you ever done yeah. that? Oh, yeah. yeah, now we're talking. It gives a whole yeah. meaning to you go and go, hey, can I have a thigh? Um, no, no, you can't. That's that's KFC. Well, I heard you can get it here at Arby's now, but maybe not. Well, at least it wasn't at Sun. At least it wasn't at Sonny's chip. You got you got in trouble for for being in Let's leave that stress. there. Let's leave that story there. Yeah. Let's leave that. David, you don't even know what we're talking about. Thank God. But yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm the sure Deputy, Chief, will... Deputy Chief got, got chip on that one. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. Look at, look at Brett. Why wow, you got to love that. So, uh, well, you maybe now Brett just, he just threw me for one. I forgot where I, where I was going with all this, you know, it wasn't going to be another cold Ethel joke, you know, but I just, I just, I just can't remember now, but it was uh, going to be an Arby's joke. So, oh, well. Uh, Bullet moving along. Did, did we have uh, Joe? Did you have something else you wanted to throw in there in the mix? No, I, I, no, that's good. You said you said enough. All right. So moving along, uh, we've got a story with a video component. So look, it's hard to cover new, a good news story today without a video component. So with with our radio and our podcast listeners that are listening to the show, we're describing great detail what's going on, so you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. So on Rumble at Rumble.com, there's a channel called This Is Butter. I think it's by far the best law enforcement video channel out there. So remember that this is butter. It's at rumble.com. And this very first one dash cam shows an Illinois state trooper injured and a suspect killed in a shootout during a traffic stop. Hey, Brandon. Hey, how you doing? All right. I'm going to have you turn around for a minute. All right. Turn. No. Hey, I'm not Brandon. going in cuffs. Brandon, we're not doing this. Brandon. Listen to me. Hey, Brandon. I'm not. We're done. I'm not going in cuffs. Hey, Brandon. Christine, back up. I was in the military. You're going to have to shoot me. I'm not fucking going. Stop, dude. Hey. Get him. Christine, get back! Go cuff him! Go cuff him! Shoot me in the head! 
Christine, get back. Stop, oh, he's got a gun! He's got a gun! Run! Decoy in X-83. Shots fired! Shots fired! Suspect! Officer shot! Officer shot! Shots fired! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! Go! Go back! Go back! Go back! Now. We did a show yesterday, Brett was on it, and, you know, I decided to hold this because I, I, you know, I wanted David to help break this down. I wanted David to see this. I wanted to see, number one, how many molars David would grind out of his mouth before we, we got to around the doing this. And, uh, and number two, I just wanted to hear him dissect this because, um, you know, I counted, it's these troopers, two troopers on one bad guy and a young bad guy, but each one of the, each one of these troopers outweighed the bad guy. They fought for two minutes and two seconds. I timed it uh, before they let him go back in the car and get the gun and shoot at him. It was just, it was just the de- the defensive tactic skills were just lacking. But let me let me start off with a story here. Illinois State Police they released dash cam video of an incident that happened earlier in the week when a male motorist was shot and killed, and a trooper was injured in an exchange of gunfire on the side of Interstate 64. So. And talking about this, the incident took place around 3.30 in the morning, so it's early and it's dark, on Tuesday, May the 9th, on Interstate 64 near near Mount Vernon. So it uh, it's an altercation started, and there was a 23-year-old bad guy, Brandon L. Griffin. And, you know, they're, they're always, you know, 23 years old, right? So, look, uh, I've whet your appetite. Another commercial break. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, guys, it's time to talk about Galls at Galls.com slash Leo. Hopefully, Captain Brett Bartlett will help me out with this one. You know, uh, you guys know who Galls is, right? I mean, they're the country's leading uniform, clothing, equipment, and gear provider for law enforcement. They have a variety of offerings, everything from multi-tools and flashlights to duty belts and tactical gear. And as Captain Brett Bartlett always says, they pretty much have everything for law enforcement officers except guns and ammo. So what do they got going on this week, Captain? Uh, they still have, and this is this is huge, 20% all off, off all, 511 stuff and free shipping to go with it. Now, also this week for police week, free shipping on all orders. Anything they have, free shipping it. And I hope that's still going on because it's still on the webpage for police week. You know, I'm surprised. I'm surprised they didn't run out of stock yesterday because I know you were on there ordering during the show, you know. So, uh, wow. How can they afford to do that? Well, they did call me up one day. I didn't order stuff, so they sent out a check on the welfare, and I was okay. I was just, I just. Calls.com slash Leo. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Yes, we are live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. We left off uh, talking about an Illinois state trooper that was injured and a suspect, a bad guy that was killed in a shootout during a traffic stop. So the incident took place at 3.30 in the morning on Tuesday, May the 9th, Interstate 64 near, near Mount Vernon. And during this incident, this altercation occurs with a 23-year-old bad guy named Brandon Griffin of uh, Albuquerque. So New Mexico. Uh, so, yeah, so the guy's got a uh, <laughs> guy's got history. And he's brandishing a firearm as well. So I have a notation here that the bad guy uh, did not brandish the firearm. The article kind of leaves stuff out. They say he brandished a firearm, but they leave out that he didn't brandish it until both deputies showed their incompetence at defensive tactics and let him get back into the car after leisurely fighting him for about two minutes and two seconds. So Griffin, our bad guy, and an officer, they exchanged gunfire. Griffin was fatally shot. Uh, the uh, 
ISP trooper was also shot and taken to an area hospital. The trooper since been released since recovering at home. Uh, Griffin, the bad guy's wife, 31-year-old Christine Santos, she was present at the time this incident went down. She's currently being held at Jefferson County Sheriff's Office on a no-bond arrest warrant out of New Mexico for bond violations on a pending aggravated assault with a firearm case where Griffin, uh, you know, the uh, the dead uh, husband-boyfriend, uh, was her co-defendant. So that's what we have, uh, guys. Uh, let's break let's break this down, uh, David. You know, I'm hoping that I want to I want I want you to weigh in on this. But uh, anybody, Joe, you want to start us off? Yeah, the tactics on this were just horrendous. Um, I mean, all four of us, we've been police officers. We've been in situations where you're fighting bad guys like this. You take them to the ground. I mean, these are big troopers. Why didn't they just take this guy to the ground? And then the female, uh, the female suspect, she's they're they're positioning themselves where she is exposed to their weapon. All she had to do is just grab the gun. I mean, I would have, first of all, she'd have been on the ground with about half her teeth out of her mouth, and then we would have taken the other guy down. But uh, I watched this, and I couldn't believe they sat there and fought with this guy, and then they kept letting her go back into the car, and even the bad guy kept telling her to get out of the car, the cops did but uh, yeah, th- these troopers, they're extremely fortunate that they're not dead. And, um, you know, the bad guy got what he deserved. But man, this was horrible tactics. This should be something that Brett could show in one of his video uh, training uh, uh, seminars. Hey, you're yeah, right. They, they, um, and, and I don't even like to call them defensive tactics. It's, it's a lack of arrest technique. Um, when you've made that decision you, and you put your hands on somebody, it needs to be over very quickly, as quickly as humanly possible. Absolutely. And in that case, it's it's got to be two on one. You've you've got to do it right now. I mean, th- there really is no excuse for not. The guy that they were fighting was not that big. Um, there's two troopers, regardless of their size, there's two. Pick an appendage and rip it off, as Brett likes to say. You know, go medieval on the guy. And as Joe pointed out, you've got this female now who's wandering around from behind the troopers, please, please stop. And the one trooper is just being way too nice. Um, you know, please, man, please, you must back up while we fight your boyfriend. And I'm going, dude, get ugly. It's time to get angry. It's time to bring it all to the front. Um, she Again, it was, they were so fortunate uh, to, to get out of that with whatever injuries they had because that – had all the earmarkings. They were allowing this guy to dictate. They were allowing the bad guy to dictate the tempo and the tone of this arrest. And that's not how it works, folks. We'll see another well, video. Well, before, the even, before this even started, the guy said, hey, I, I'm not going to jail. I'm not going to jail. I, you can shoot me. I'm going to die. I'm going to do all this. And they're just sitting there looking at him like a bunch of idiots. But I'm, I'm telling you, this is... Horrible, horrible tactics. Go ahead, Brad. You, you're probably really going to be able to weigh in on this. They should have eaten him and crapped him out. They should have. They should have. They should have plucked his eye out. They should have shoved a pin in his ear. Here's what. Here's what they said. I don't know which one. We're not doing this. That's something you tell a child. Um, we're done. Uh, you're going to get an extra charge. Stop resisting. Christine, step back. I'm asking you. But he said, about, he, he says, you're going to have to shoot me. Well, by gosh, sir, we're here to protect and serve. Bam. They should have they destroyed him. Like Dave said, pick a body part, 
tear it off, eat it, crap it out. But they should have won that fight in the first 15 seconds. There's no excuse for that. So, Brett, you actually took notes on what they were saying. I'm impressed. That's pretty good. Well, I I wanted to remember it because what they said indicated to the bad guy that they weren't really serious. Yeah. And the way, not only what they said, but the way they said it. It was the the guy that was talking was like, well, you know. You, ma'am, please, uh, please back up. I mean, I really would like it if you would get off my 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 pistol right now. I mean, right, right. It was re- it was ridiculous. Well, you know that state's got some serious problems because it, you know it's a poor reflection on the troopers on that state police force, and they've got to get their training. Yeah. They get they just got to get their training under under control. I mean, there's they're gonna more they're gonna have more stuff like this and more dead troopers. Well, I, I think this comes from. These police officers are being scrutinized so much and they got video cameras now on them. They got everybody's got a phone tape of what's going on. And cops try to be a little more passive. Uh, yeah, but, you, you know, this is passive with bad guys. You can't. They're not clearly passive with you. Clearly a lack of training. I mean, I saw one trooper yeah. fumbling for his taser, totally let go. of the. So he let his partner go hands on. And then the, then when he finally gets a taser, he grabs onto the shirt. The shirt's ripping, but he never tries to get a hold of a body part or appendage, like David said. He lets his just shirt rip while the bad guy's, you know, running away from him and the partner's got a hold of him. Uh, finally gets the taser going, but never took him. To, you know, they should have had this guy on the ground, like Brett said, in, you know, in, in no time and just should have done the damage. And when he, and he, when he made contact with the ground, that should have taken everything out of him. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, you know what the, the, there's no excuse for this, but I tell you, I, I don't, I didn't perceive it as being lackadaisical because they're worried about the department not backing them up or worried about having to go through all the less lethal or, or, you know, or non-lethal options first. These guys just did not have the training that they needed, especially troopers. I mean, troopers have a reputation. I mean, let's face it, you know, they, but they, these guys just, they don't have it. Well, well, the reason the guy got shot is because they, like Dave said, they didn't neutralize this thing quickly. And and that's why he got shot. Uh, and that's what happens when these guys resist this much. You know that there's something else going on because people don't resist this violently for no reason. You know, here's the way it should work, Chip. When the <laughs> when the when the punk makes his complaint to IA and they and they bring him in for his interview. Well, what happened? Well, I was resisting, and then I heard this otherworldly, maniacal scream from these two these two troopers. And one of them yelled, it's going to be a good day. That's the last thing I heard before I woke. That's what they should be told. You know, All right, that's why we, I can't, that's why I, we I can't imagine, you, you know, and Joe, you're right. They're under scrutiny. But every cop should go out every day and say this. I might lose my job today, but I'm going to go home today. Yeah. So. Holding that thought, we have another news story with a video component. And again, radio podcast listeners for describing great detail what's going on so you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. Rumble.com, this is Butter. Still the, the one of the best law enforcement video channels out there. Body cam shows JSO, that's the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. Um, they There's an officer that shoots a suspect who fired a shot while jumping out of an apartment window. Down, 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 down. Down, 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 down. I told you. I told you. 
you all right? Oh, bro, you shot where, me. Where, 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 where? You shot me. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Give me up, give me up, give me up. Shot me in there. Can you get the echoes so I can't find? All right, all right, all right. You all right? All right. Yeah, we have, uh, we have body cam on this. So the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office on Monday released a body cam video that shows what caused an officer to shoot a man who jumps from an apartment window while firing a gun in Arlington, and this happened last month. So according to the agency, it all started with uh, Darius Robinson, another 23-year-old bad guy. They're all 23 years old today. He called his mother, and he tells her that he's locked inside of his bedroom with a gun because armed people just came into his apartment with firearms. Then his mother calls uh, the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, so officers, they go to the apartment. The officers make contact over the phone, repeatedly ask him to leave the apartment. He refuses. So from outside, and it's an upstairs apartment, so you got, you know, a cop, at least the one we're talking about with the body cam downstairs. He could see Robinson sitting near a closed window holding a gun in his hand, but he couldn't see any evidence of the armed men that this uh, Robinson dude reported that were, you know, broke into his apartment. So about an hour later, and I was surprised to read that this just, they were just hanging out for an hour waiting, I guess, for whatever. The uh, officer is in the back of Robinson's apartment, and then we all hear on the body cam glass breaking from the upstairs window. Seconds later, the video shows Robinson, he's jumping, he's Free falling through the air from the second floor apartment window about 15 feet down to the ground while he's holding the gun in his hand. So as he jumps, he fires around from his gun into the air. Uh, he then hits the ground in a crouched position several feet from the officer. He's still holding on to the gun in his hand. So Robinson, he stands up holding the gun. He appears to be trying to run away. So on the video, the uh, officer um, starts to say put, and he's starting to give a command, but then he fires three shots at Robinson. Robinson uh, falls back down to the ground and crawls towards the officer and then he gets handcuffed and then they render medical aid. So after Robinson's taken to the hospital, the officers uh, go into the apartment, verify there's nobody inside. So the guy was crazy. Robinson was recently said to be in critical but stable condition after having multiple uh, or having surgeries for uh, multiple gunshot wounds. And as of Monday, he has not been charged with any crimes. So interesting. So uh, guys, Hold that thought. We got more commentary coming on this, and it'll be good. We got a commercial break. We'll be right back. You know, no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. GunLearn.com, they've taken the confusion out of learning, and they've made it easy. GunLearn.com is the first, and it's the only company to offer a step-by-step -step program that takes you from your present knowledge level to become a safe, accurate, and competent certified firearm specialist like Captain Brett Bartlett here. They provide citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point taught to ensure accuracy in their training. It's approved by major forensic organizations, by law enforcement agencies, and also by firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've taught everything that LEOs, that's law enforcement officers, everything that they need to know about guns and ammunition to all factions of law enforcement. You can start today with online training, or you can register to attend a live seminar. And you can actually get free training for yourself and the personnel of your agency by hosting a seminar at absolutely no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. You'll be glad that you did. And welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. Uh, guys, commentary in the last uh, story, Sergeant Joe. All right. Uh, anybody else can talk? Uh, yeah, Joe's I'll, I'll, lips I'll, are not moving. Sorry. <sighs> I, don't, I don't think the guy said, I don't think the guy, the cop said put. I think he said pull. I think that's actually what he said, pull. Pull, like, like in skeet shooting? <laughs> Clay shoot? Oh, love it. 
Oh, that was pretty good. Did you notice, though, and I think the cop's in big trouble, and here's why. Because the bad guy said on the camera, I told you not to shoot me. See, that's going to be a problem for the officer because the, 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 uh, the uh, subject said very clearly, I told you not to shoot me. So the officer did not follow that command, and that's going to be a big thing. I think it's going to be a huge problem. So next time the cop, you know, if you tell a cop, don't shoot me or don't hit me, and they do, man, that's going right to IA, right there, straight to IA. I told you not to shoot me. So I'm jumping out of a window with a gun in my hand, but I didn't – it's all very innocent, officer, okay? I'm just trying to get away. This is not about you. Now, this is what he's thinking. I told you not to shoot me. Oh, the officer should have let him up, walked away and go, well, my bad. I told you not to shoot. I'm sorry. I think I just wet myself a little. You know, it, it, it doesn't well, take a lot to, to to entertain Captain Brett, fortunately, does it? Yeah, he, did, he just loves these stories. Wow. Uh, this video kind of reminds me of Blazing Saddles. I mean, uh, you know. Guys coming out the barn door, guns blazing and everything. I mean, but uh, wow, I, 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 I hope they did a toxicology report on this dude because he's got to be on something really serious. Yeah, that was pretty good, David. Pull, that was pretty good. All right, uh, police one, Virginia deputies indicted after arrest of a man that leads to a fatal head injury. So uh, listen to this. Uh, so we're in Front Royal, Virginia. A current and former sheriff's deputy in Virginia um, have been indicted on assault charges following the death of a 77-year-old man with dementia who was injured during his arrest after a traffic stop. So uh, Deputy Zachary uh, Fadley, a former deputy, a former uh, with the Warren County Sheriff's Office, he's charged with malicious wounding. And Deputy Tyler Poe, who remains employed at the Sheriff's Office, he's facing a less serious felony charge of unlawful wounding, but it's still a felony. So the indictments were announced on Monday by Amy Ashworth. She's the Prince William County Commonwealth's attorney who was appointed as special prosecutor to investigate this particular case. Both deputies were involved in the arrest of Ralph Enos, who was stopped after a deputy reportedly observed him speeding and driving erratically on April the 22nd. Uh, Enos failed to stop. And uh, and there's a video uh, capturing this, too. So Enos uh, fails to stop. A deputy activates his sirens and uh, leads officers on, his, on, on a chase, but they're going 35 to 45 miles an hour for several minutes, and he stops at the convenience store parking lot. So the civil suit filed by Enos' family alleges that he suffered severe head wounds when the deputies uh, tackled him. It looked like one deputy tackled him in the video, though, and tackled him from behind, and that he died from his injuries two weeks later, though. Ouch. The family said that Enos suffered from dementia, was confused, disoriented after the traffic stop, and and that was recorded on the uh, body cam video. The officer from the town of Front Royal Police Department is heard in the video calling Enos' treatment um, unjust and uncalled for. So, uh, ouch. Captain? This, this is going to be a problem. And I don't know if you guys noticed two things. The, vi- the main video was taken by the officer who did not get involved, who apparently immediately saw what was going on and, and thought, I'm not getting in here. So you see him going back to his car, and as he's driving away, he said, and I don't remember the words, he said, this is going to be bad. Now, you also didn't notice when the canine officer was walking out of the scene and passed that officer, that canine officer said, in, in, in a tone, you could pick up, bye. He said, bye. No words, I'm getting out of this crap, too. This is going to be bad. But don't think that officer who drove away wasn't taking care of his own business 
when on his body cam, he said, this is going to be bad. That was unjustified. Right. I, I agree with you, Brett. I, uh, I watched this and they were actually telling the officers just, just cuff the guy, just stop the guy. And then some deputy, he just came in there and just leveled this guy. This is horrible, horrible. Uh, I'll be the first one to take up for cops any day of the, the week, but this, this was not a very, uh, a good technique and it wasn't very well planned out on that guy's part. And he, unfortunately he's an old, he's an older person, probably had some health issues and he, he didn't appear to be a threat to him. I think this is one of those things where you're, it was a low speed chase, so to say, and the guys get frustrated and he came out and took his uh, frustrations out on this guy. But like you said, Brett, I watched the video and that guy was covering his rear end as he was driving off because he knew his, his tape was on. Uh, he did the right thing, actually. You know, All right, thanks, Joe. Hey, Joe, uh, Dave, you're up. I want to get to a video involving that canine. They got in a fight with a female deputy, too. But uh, go ahead, Dave. Whatever. The, uh, the, you know, there's several things in police work that you have to be aware of as you're getting into these situations. One of them is is uh, diabetic-type responses that people have. And the second is dementia and things like that that affect a person's behavior. And you've got to be able to stop. You've got to be able to focus as an officer on what is happening in front of you and then reacting appropriately. And this is one of those cases. We've all, we've seen this before. And I've had my behind saved by a by an officer who recognized that a, a, a uh, diabetic situation and stopped this person from getting their butt beat. And then I was able to return that favor years later as I was able to recognize a diabetic issue with a person's behavior. So these are things that you have really have to pay attention to as a police officer and respond appropriately for that dimension, things like that. And they didn't. Wow. Good words. Well, guys, back on Rumble. This is Butter. It's the channel. Bond revoked for a man accused of attacking a deputy and a canine. And the body cam footage was released.
So during Monday's hearing, the bond for Justin Chappell was revoked after attacking both a Richland County Sheriff's deputy um, and a canine. And the and the deputy canine handler is a female. The judge revoked uh, Chappell's bond and denied all of his previous bonds as well. That's our bad guy. The incident happened when canine deputy Samantha Ramirez attempted to make a traffic stop for a vehicle reported stolen. So that's serious. Chappell, our bad guy who's driving the car, refused to stop. Then there's a short foot chase before he, cra- well, I'm sorry, a vehicle chase before he crashes into a tree. Then he gets out of the vehicle and he runs on foot. Ramirez releases canine Kodak uh, to chase him down. And, man, he's fighting both of them. And, and she, at one point, screaming for help for the backup to be able to find her and stuff uh, because, uh, you know, the guy, bad guy, is just dragging the dog through the grass and looks like someone's backyard or something. They're having trouble finding her. Uh, you know, finally, more deputies arrive on the scene, and they, uh, and they go 10-15 with the bad guy. Uh, we got uh, just under two minutes commentary. Uh, Joe? It's probably, probably a good thing his bond was revoked because uh, he's probably got so many bite marks on him right now, you couldn't afford the <laughs> medical bill because that dog was doing a number on him and uh, he got what he deserved there. But uh, it, was, yeah, it was a quiet dog, though, don't you think, Joe? It was quiet. He, wasn't, he had his you know, mouth full of rear end. <laughs> it was, it, that, that was part of the problem. The dog kept on getting in the beginning. Of the, the dog kept on getting nothing but clothing. And so clothing, the guy wasn't right. feeling any pain. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. finally he, he readjusted and said, wait a minute, this isn't tasting right. And, yeah. and got and got some meat. And then you hear the guy start to scream. But, you know, that I'm all for backing up your canine partner and getting in there. But she had, she should have taken the opportunity when the dog was on him to disengage, reevaluate, and then go back in again, stay close, disengage, get away, and then take better action than what she was doing. The camera, you couldn't really see what was going on. It was just a big scrum, but the dog never let go. Good for him. Yeah, I was waiting for an impact weapon from her, you know, some kind of like, you know, strikes. I mean, I know that there's a size difference, but golly, you got impact weapons. Uh, anyhow, um, I'm glad. I'm glad there are no serious injuries. Right? Did you hear what he was saying? Ma'am, please stop. I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to jail. Oh, I see. We just talked about this. He made that changes everything. The officer should have backed on out and walked away. Okay. Walk away a winner. Huh? You can't make this stuff up. Can you, David? 20 seconds. Why try? Why try? Why try? You know, we've got uh, our commentary on our users. You know, they they love you, Brad. They're saying Sergeant oh, yeah. George is saying. And what's his name was on there? Uh, our boy Butter. Uh, this is Butter. Was was it was in the Five stream there for a little bit. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, we are out of time. So thanks everybody on the panel for making this uh, making this happen. Hey, I usually take this time to talk about the Wounded Blue, the WoundedBlue.org. Lieutenant Randy Sutton from Las Vegas Metro Police Department could not be on today's show, but he started a great five hundred one c three, the Wounded Blue, the WoundedBlue.org. And look, they're helping cops out there in a world of hurt, suffering from PTSD, medical issues that their agency's uh, not covering, and maybe they're not offered a disability retirement out. So the Wounded Blue at the WoundedBlue.org, it's a great organization and uh, worthy of your support. And also, hey, uh, you may know someone that got the treatment they needed from PTSD and maybe wants to volunteer at the WoundedBlue.org uh, as well. So please check them out. And uh, guys, panel, and all the listeners, thanks for uh, for. Uh, coming to us and watchers even though we're not on youtube this week because we got suspended uh, shout out the motion dsp galls on medicare.live and bang energy thanks for the fuel 
And hey, Red, uh, Roy, Ray Dietrich, Red Voice Media, thanks for lending us your 1 million followers. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week, guys. Thank you.